You know what else has symptoms that are similar to ADHD symptoms? Anybody have an idea? Other thing? Depression? Yeah. Uh-huh. Anybody else have an anxiety? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else have another? Complex trauma. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, there's working memories impacted, impulse control difficulties, forgetfulness, sleep irregularities. Oh, there's a few. Executive function uh, difficulties. Kind of feel like we should talk about it. Let's bring on a special guest. are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. Yeah. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. I hope you're having a great week. Today, I'm bringing on a very special guest. She's one of the good ones. Anybody that is out there helping people who are suffering is literally the top of the top. They're the cream of the crop, the, the total crop cream. And the creamy crop topper today helps people who have experienced complex trauma in their lives. Her name is Debbie Carvery. Debbie's a Lyft Online learning facilitator and coach. She believes that complex trauma is not a life sentence. Having processed her own complex trauma with Lyft Online learning, she's discovered there is hope and healing. Debbie's interest in recovery from complex trauma has led her to countless hours of research, reading, learning about inner child work, and internal family systems. She has completed Compass Facilitator and Coach training and holds a counseling certification, certification, certification from the Canada. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a mouthful. She holds a counseling certification from the Canada Christian College and is certified as a food addiction coach and recovery coach from the addiction Canada. Canada. <laughs> Debbie, uh, I'm trying here. This is a mouthful. I'm going to try it one more time. She's completed Compass Facilitator and Coach Training and holds a counseling certification from the Canada Christian College and is certified as a food addiction coach and recovery coach from the Addiction Academy. Can you feel the goodness that just emanates from that? People that give a shit about people are quite literally my favorite people. Alrighty, guys. Okay, so complex trauma, it's not a short conversation. We're absolutely not covering every corner of it, but if it's something that you want more information on from Debbie after our conversation, all the links will be there in the show notes, so clickety-clack away on those links. And without further ado, let us go now to this conversation with Debbie Carvery about complex trauma already in progress. Can you help us by uh, defining what complex trauma is? Yes. So complex trauma is basically any person who's kind of had something repeatedly happening where it's kind of stressing them out. So any type of um, something in, in a home where a child is being abused, um, someone in a home um, where there's a lot of chaos going on, if there's an addict, so there's, a you, you know, someone is absent in the family. It can even be if nobody is there. So basically, you know, it's it's if a child's needs aren't met, right? And a child is scared all the time. So now their nervous system is kind of in this hyper um, mode all the time. And then they're, they, they don't learn to regulate their own system, their emotions and, and everything else. And they're, they're just kind of trying to do life in survival mode. 
So it's really when someone's had these kind of events where they're constantly stressed or constantly afraid. So that's kind of how we see it as um, developing. Yeah. And and so how does that then relate to um, what is there? There's instant trauma, like trauma from an event as opposed to trauma from an ongoing uh, failure to meet a need. Is that it? Exactly. So you can have your big T trauma, you know, there's a fire, um, someone's hit by a car. So it's kind of like a one time event. And then you have a child who's just growing up feeling unsafe year after year after year, even something like verbal abuse is someone's kind of constantly yelled at day after day Uh after day, and not able to escape that your body's going to have to adapt to be able to take that on. Yeah. So how do you end up seeing that? How do you see that manifest in people? So now I'm an adult. Like, how does that look then? Oh, you, you know, um, Tim does, Tim Fletcher, that's a company I work for. He does a video called the 60 characteristics of complex trauma. <laughs> I saw that on, I saw, he had it on his website. I saw it. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot. Of- <laughs> yes. And it's growing because yeah. what we, we see, unfortunately, it's kind of like it affects um, our emotions where we're not able to regulate or we just cut them off. We, we can't even get in touch with them. It affects our bodies. So your body is now in a, either a hyper, uh, hyper um, mode or you can go into a depressed mode or kind of anywhere in between. It affects your, your, um, your, your spiritual life. Who am I? <laughs> I can't connect mm-hmm. with myself and self-esteem is huge. So I don't even think I'm, 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 I'm all that. You know, so it affects so many different areas and then relationships, because I don't know how to meet my own needs. I don't know how to ask you to meet my own needs. So I'm just subconsciously running around trying to get everybody to meet my needs. Man, that's interesting. So how do you end up then when people come to you, do Mm -hmm. they, uh, are they coming to you because they know of the trauma? Or are they coming to you saying, I have got some shit going on in my life and I don't know why. How do people come to you? Yep. I've seen three kind of areas. Either um, they, they've stumbled across Tim and they're listening and they're going like, uh-oh. <laughs> <You know that? laughs> they're like, I'm 48 of these 60. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found Tim. Um, I was looking up shame. I was trying to start my own business. And I have all these like negative thoughts. I'm thinking, what is this? You know, it's all funny YouTube video. And I listened to that and I went, interesting. And then I listened to another series and another series. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, so right. after I kind of went through that. So a lot of people come in like that. We have professionals who come in, people who want to coach, um, you know, already working with addiction, working with complex trauma, want to understand it a a little bit more. 98% of the time, they find their own issues going through the program. Um, And then uh, the the, the other is, um, yeah, recognizing like, there's there's something not right. (laughs) You know, this doctor, that doctor, and I'm kind of whack-a-moling my addictions and, you know, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. And so that's, those are, those are the three areas. I'm sure there's others, um, but a lot I hear, yeah, I binge watched Tim's videos and I realized I have complex trauma. Oh yeah. Well, you relate to stuff. That mm-hmm. brings me to uh, like that intersection with ADHD where sometimes there, there's, uh, I deal with it in terms of the symptomatic aspect Right. Mm-hmm. So with ADHD, big brother, I'm 
there's symptoms of ADHD, right? We're not, we're not curing ADHD, but there's symptoms of it. Like I can't uh, get started on things, executive functioning issues and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so the work is in systems and how to get our shit together, right? Mm -hmm. There are symptoms that are the same with, that intersect with trauma. Do you Mm -hmm. see that? Like, can you speak to that a bit? Yeah. And I'll go by my own experience and also what I've seen for a few people, not everyone. Okay. It's, because even we're talking about that child is who's in that that danger, right? And so right. the brain is developing in fear mode, cortisol, <laughs> you know, all of these chemicals going through the brain. So it's it's having a hard time. So it does develop into kind of, and I don't know if for me if it's like ADHD, ADHD like symptoms. But I started right. recognizing when I, when I would read things or how they did. That, you know, well, here's how you clean your house with ADHD. And I was like, well, that'll work. <laughs> you, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I believe that most people with complex trauma are going to have some, some, what, what did you call it? Um, Cause I, I, I always go to prefrontal cortex, executive function. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So executive function, I'm thinking prefrontal cortex issues, <laughs> you, you know, that's kind of on this, on the same, same line. So I know for myself, Yes, I'm doing the internal work, but I still need to be productive. Right. So yes, I'm, I'm dealing with my complex trauma. It's going to be an ongoing. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to heal from all that, but I want to clean my house. I want to have a job. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's a really interesting. Um, uh, oh God, I'm, I'm brain farting as we speak. But like, so there's, uh, there are things that are, um, well, let's talk about, there's things that are unique to uh, trauma, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to those? Or actually, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm trying to relate these with ADHD and trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So in ADHD, you have to uh, put systems and structures and things in place to manage your life. Mm-hmm. When I think of trauma, I think it's, there's that quote unquote, you have process it. Um mm-hmm. What does that look like? Like, how do you know when you've processed your trauma or how do you know when it's, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. What does that look like? Yeah, good question. Because what we we do is um, we, we get triggered. I'm going along, everything's fine. Let's say I bump into you and you look like my dad, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? All of a sudden I'm freaked out. I'm in my house, I'm safe, but my body is now reacting as if there's a fire so I'm in fight, flight, freeze mode, right? So our work is I need to start teaching my body, my emotions, and my brain that I am safe. How we know how we're kind of healing is next time I bump into you, maybe I'm just a little bit nervous. Next time I bump into you, maybe I'm calm. But what I'm doing with the reprocessing is... um Sometimes I do it in coaching, sometimes just going through uh, the work that we do. I'm kind of recognizing like, oh, you know, when this person does this, it pokes at me. And then I realize, and and so it's kind of, there's different ways to do it. I like to use the, the, the inner child. For me, it's almost like a, oh, yeah, I remember that feeling, (laughs) You, you know, when I was standing there and I was being yelled at and you kind of go back to that and you recognize, well, what did that child need? First of all, want to validate those emotions because they've never been validated. So it's like, so it's like, yeah, you, you know, you must be really hurting right now. What is this like for you? And so 
recognizing at that moment, that child had a need it was never taken care of. I start meeting that need. So let's say that need um, to be taken care of, to feel safe. So now Debbie's going along her life when she doesn't feel safe. I'm checking in. What can I do for myself to feel safer? So as I'm working on, let's say, that safety need, now I run into someone who looks like, you know, that you remind me of this. I'm like, okay, I'm good. So it's the emotional regulation in the moment, but also recognizing when that uh, gets that, that, um, that hurt gets triggered, that I'm starting to validate it, love it, care for it, and give it what it needs. Okay. So there's like a self-awareness of uh, there's been a poke and then there's the work to be done in, in that respect. Oh, that's really cool. That's remi- that's this thing that we did. Yes. The, is that the internal family systems? Yes, it is. Oh my God. Okay. So we have to talk about <laughs> you uh, just to let everybody know we uh, Debbie is in the forum. So Debbie is uh, a member of the ADHD big brother forum. So we're, uh, we're spoiled in that respect, but you did a thing that with me where uh, we played with this exercise mm-hmm. and it got me raw and it was uh, profound. And can you talk about that exercise, why you do it, what it is? Yes. Um, and then I, I, you're going to give us the PDF, right? We'll, we'll have the uh, versions and <laughs> an at home version of it of so that, that people can play in yeah. their play in their trauma that doesn't sound fun but like they can uh go through the exercise right exactly they can explore okay. they can explore yes yes please explain it it was yes thank you all right so do you want me to explain this piece using my little characters are you recording this piece yeah so this will be uh yeah and if anybody wants to go to the adhd big brother youtube channel we're gonna put the video aspect of this here this is my first time trying to record a thing like this. So <laughs> if it doesn't work out, we'll see. Um, right. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Okay. So I've got this little Lego guy. He's he's blue. <laughs> a handsome little fella. <laughs> little fella. So this is just, you know, this one inch little guy is kind of representing and a person's inner child. Because we get here, we're pretty cool. We're happy. We're joyful. We're doing our thing. What happens a lot of times is, let's say this child's being themselves, doing their thing. Someone comes along and says, oh, you know, you're so loud. You just bug me. That's what we call the child starts um, recognizing that something's wrong. So I have this little hat that I like to represent as the burden, the pain. So the pain is, you know what? I better cover up that part of myself because um, people won't love me if I have that part. Right. Let's say um, if the child is then um, bullied at school. Oh, you know what? Um, there's another part of me that's not very good. I'm going to hide that part too, because it hurts when I try to be myself there. So what's happening to this child, um, he's he's adapting. So how I see this is hat is not only on the head, it's kind of covering up this whole person. So now I have this little Lego guy completely covered in a hat where you can't really see this person anymore. What happens is though, this little person's still going to go about in life, right? And I'm going to go, I'm going to do my thing and say, Hey, I'm going to go do a podcast. Um, But then someone says, Oh, I don't like your podcast. Ouch. So what's happening is somehow something is kind of reaching under this hurt and it's poking at the little inner child. So we use things called managers. 
what we'll do is I don't want to feel this pain. So let me get really busy. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come to my house. I'm going to stay so busy that I don't even know that I'm hurting. Then what might happen for a lot of us is, you know what? Staying busy is not working. And there's a Absolutely. giant wolf protecting this uh, oh, yes. Lego guy <laughs> for the podcast people. Podcast, yes. So now there's a, a wolf protecting this little Lego guy um, who's hurt. So now I don't want this little kid to hurt. So I've covered its emotions and I'm keeping really busy. I don't have to deal with the pain going on inside. However, sometimes that doesn't work. That's when we call in what we call the firefighter. Now I'm holding up a gorilla. This is my addiction. You know, I can't get this, so I'm going to drown it out with alcohol. I'm going to drown drown it out. So what I'm showing right now, I've got this little guy. It's got this big wool hat on. There's a big wolf in front of it who's a manager saying, no, I can't be hurt. But then sometimes my hurt comes out. So now I also have um, an addiction or something in front of it. I've got this gorilla. We don't even see this little guy anymore. So now I'm just walking around trying to live life like this. So really what we want to do, why I like the internal family systems and the inner child, I always want to get to this inner child because I want that little child to process its emotions. I want it to be validated to become really who it was created to be. So instead of just saying, well, I'm just going to put down this addiction, I try to understand. Let's say it's an overeater for example. So every time you, it, um, this little person's about to get, get hurt, it's going to, this part is going to come out. I'm going to try to understand this part. What is your purpose? What is it that you need? What do you want? Oh, I don't want the little one to get hurt. So I'm befriending this. So this part will relax. I'm doing the same piece, the same thing with the wolf, right? The, the wolf is there. I'm keeping really busy. I'm speaking to that busier part of mine, which I have uh, um, a busy part called Addy, A-D-A-H-D-Y. <laughs> <laughs> so Addy's kind of go going along and I'm saying, hey, you know, you're really active today. What's going on? You know, and so to understand this part and I love it. I love all these parts so that this part will calm down I because I'm kind of convincing it. Can I get to that little one who's hurting? And so this calms down. This is now where I want to be. And I want to love this little one. Tell me about your hurts. And now I'm pulling the hat off. Tell me about your hurts. Um, and then I'm going to give this child what maybe this child didn't receive in their childhood. It might be nurturing, love, acceptance, validation, all of those needs that we talk about. And so now I'm walking along as me. So that's the internal family systems, how I see it. That is, uh, conceptually, that is uh, phenomenal. That, and I totally get all the way through the, the gorilla and the uh, <laughs> the addictions. I've been down that road a couple times, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So then the follow-up to this then is, okay, and this is my follow-up with everything in all like psychiatry and all of these things is, okay, so conceptually, I have my, I, I can grasp it. I can understand that uh, I have an inner child that needs validation and affection. What is the work? What do, how do I do that thing? I can't just talk about it. I have to do something about it, right? Yes. And 
you know how I mentioned how it it, it touches on our um, uh, emotions, it touches on our bodies, it touches on how we see the world, how we see ourselves. The the work is huge. Like even for our work, it's 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 a fifteen week program. One of the programs because then you can go even more. And that you know that fifteen week that's seventy five lessons. Um, so it's going from emotional regulation, uh, safety. Uh, mindfulness, self-awareness, relationships. So it's going to go through all that. But basically, if I had to say, you know, I had this trauma, what do I need to do about it? First, I need to become a safe person. Meaning if I have that internal voice that says, oh, you're a piece of crap, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I need to start befriending um, myself, you yeah. know, so that I can kind of love those those parts of me. And then the work really is becoming more human. I don't need to be afraid of everything out there in the world, but I need to help my system understand that through every trigger, through working with it yeah. might be a coach or a workbook or, or something. The other piece is, as I am starting to recognize who I really am, I also need relationships. I need people to see me as this new person and I not new or actually original person. Yeah. And I need to love me. Right. Because if I'm going out in the world, I'm just going to be me and everyone's pounding me all over again. I'm going to be re-traumatized. Can you tell me how, where are you now? As opposed to like when you started dealing with your trauma, being aware of it and dealing with it to who you are now, can you give us that snapshot? Yes. Um, I am more self-aware, still working on mindfulness. <laughs> I, <laughs> I um, know how I feel and it's okay to have my feelings, although I'm still working on it because there are times where I just want to say, mm, I'm done and check and check out. I think the biggest is I love Debbie now. Mm. And, and in a way, not just what, how I think about myself, but how I treat myself. And I feel more, I can come on here and be Debbie, <laughs> you yeah. know, where before it would have been like, okay, who does this person need me to be? And how can I show up? And, you know, and I've got to protect myself and maybe I shouldn't do it. Um, right. So I can just go out and live life. Um, my, I also can regulate my nervous system, which means that if I just freak out um, internally and my, my nervous system goes out of whack, I have tools now that I can calm myself down bring myself back to center and kind of start over again. All of those are work in progress. I still get triggered. <laughs> you know, yeah. I still want to, um, you know, watch Netflix for six hours. Um, I still, <laughs> you know. Well, hey, so, to be fair, sometimes there's a really good show, right? Sometimes right. there's a legit reason to watch Netflix for six hours in a row. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, and, and things are going to scare you, right? Every time right. I do something... My little girl freaks out, um, but she doesn't need to run away and hide and try to be something that she's not anymore. She can just go out there and make mistakes because she knows that if she makes mistakes, I'm going to love her anyways. So it's my relationship with myself that's changed. I allow other people in. It's okay if other people see me and like me or not like me. You know, so it's I guess it's more of a it's interesting. Tim's program used to be called Finding Freedom. Mm -hmm. For me, that's what it is. I'm free -er. But sometimes I still get stuck in the cage. 
Oh, so. that's a good way to look at it. Do you think of it? It's more, this is more of a, a journey than there's an end goal. It's sort of, this is a life journey that we're on and there's no like, and I finished. Nothing exactly. bothers me ever. I am exactly. perfectly perfect all the time. Yep, exactly. I found some good relationships in that program and, and, and those are my people, <laughs> you know, I found another community. <laughs> I found this little ADHD community where it's kind of mm-hmm. developing thing where we find our tribe, right? And we just journey along with them. And that's kind of where, where I'm at. Um, Tim also has, of course, a coaching and facilitating program. I took that to become a coach, to become a facilitator. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at now. The, uh, the, the work that you did with me Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't we can't go through it but you we had gone through i picked a thing that i would uh a a trauma in my world it was mm-hmm. it, it kind of it it involved the culmination of uh, a classic mm-hmm. not feeling good enough or not being lovable and yes. you worked me through a, a a visualization that was really profound can you just talk about what that was in uh i don't know in general terms yeah, because th- there's so many areas, um, two areas that are big. One is self-love. The other piece is shame. And when I took you through it, we just kind of went with, we were just kind of exploring, hey, you know, what's there? <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you you gave me something and you recognized it right away. What ha- that did was it helped you get in touch with what you were feeling. There were probably some thoughts. And then you also recognize, well, what do I need? And so now you're, you know what you need, so you can give yourself that, that, that need met. The inner critic, that, that self-love, um, we have to develop a, a, new, a new voice. And it can be the same thing. Um, I've taken people through the exercise. I've done it myself. I found this, this, this um, for me, it was a, a, a large French guy in a suit who used to pick on me all day. <laughs> you know, so again, well, what, what are you trying to accomplish? This shame was trying to make me do better. What a nice thing. It wants me to grow. But it's, it's something I dreamed up when I was eight. So the whole idea of the, the work is understanding that my shame is there to help me do better, but also to keep me from being shamed. Yeah. So you can see it's a year old idea, right? Yeah. So, loving this part of me i get it buddy but it's not working <laughs> let's try yeah. something else that was the the visualization that there was a part in your vision in your exercise where we we take this aspect of ourselves and we put it in front of us right yeah. that's yeah. the french guy right yes so this this thing this is a french bully the the one that i was doing was um it was not being lovable or something like that. And when I put it out in front of me, it was like a kid, I think in a ball of light or something like that. And he was so dejected. And he was like, when are we going to, I'm just trying to give people like in it, the example of like, just to reveal it. But um, what do you remember? It was something like the, the kid was like, when are no one's going to love us or are yes. we not lo- worth loving? And oh my God, I was choking up. And I, I, I think you asked the right question or something. And I, I was like, oh, no, we're going to be fine or we're lovable or, or whatever. Do you remember what it was? It was a it was a ball of light with a little boy who wanted to be loved. Oh, and I, God, I, it I, kills me. 
<laughs> and then we asked, like, are you able to do that for this little one? And I believe your answer was yes. And so then we find those parts of ourselves, right? And that is the process for the next week, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. We love that part of ourselves until it's full again. And you remember the when when we gave or when I gave the thing, when I gave that thing to the kid in the ball of light, he started dancing. That was the bit. And I was like, oh, fuck. And one other thing I want to add, like why we did the, the, the separating, that's because a child needs to be seen, right? So what we're actually doing is we're seeing ourselves. We're witnessing our own selves. And we can do that. Let's say if I have an overwhelming emotion, I'm thinking back to my childhood, this child's being, I don't know, um, beaten, you know, and I can't mm-hmm. handle it. I can ask that child, can you give me some space? I'm here to help you. But if you overwhelm me, I can't help. You, you know, so it's a way to give yourself some space and you can actually witness, be a witness to yourself and not be carried away and overwhelmed by it. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting about that that just popped in my head because, uh, you know, I live in ADHD world. Everything has to be externalized. We can't yeah. hold anything in our heads. That's just the fact. That's just what it is. No big deal. But then in talking about this, uh, these traumas that we have and trying to process these things, externalizing it to get it out of us so that we can see it and deal with it is starting to sound like just across the board, just a generally good plan in life to get things out of our heads where we can see them and deal with them. Um, So interesting. Oh, this is something, this is a side question. Just uh, what it's interesting to me. I've had some trauma things happen in my life and there's an idea. I don't know if they have this in the trauma world, like this imposter syndrome of like, this, this was hard to handle, but it, the people have had it so much worse. You should suck it up and be able to get through this. Right. I, I remember my kid, uh, Noble, my oldest, he's 17 now, he's almost 18. When he was three months old, we almost lost him. He, uh, uh, to a, a, a undiagnosed problem he coded on the way from one hospital to the next blah blah long story short we had the doctors keep coming out telling us he might not make it um the, the hospital psychologist coming you want to talk to us we're like no i'm dealing with some shit right now the uh, but ultimately he survived yay a lot of gratitude there um every so often you know some stuff will bubble up but do you ever see that in like in the world of trauma where people are like oh but i wasn't but they weren't killed, you know? Yep. So yes. Can you speak to that a little bit? And then like, <laughs> yep. yes, a lot, you know, one, sometimes it's kind of like a denial thing or I want to minimize my pain. Other ah. times you're overwhelmed by it. Cause we, we do it in a group, right? So you're overwhelmed by everyone else's stories and you're thinking, oh, well, that is, is them. Yeah. Right. So we oh, have yeah. phase one, phase two, phase three. So phase one is, is validating what they went through and a good way to do it again. Now, inner child, not everyone accepts it. Internal family systems, not everyone goes there. There are other ways of doing it, but I just find it such a great way to explain what's going on. Okay. So you have someone, let's say you, you, you're, you're in this group and you're listening and you're thinking, well, mine wasn't that bad. What we as facilitators are, are going to do is saying, okay, you know, you're, I don't know, 25, <laughs> <laughs> years old, you, you, you know, and you're going back, you're looking at this, this, um, th- this child, but what would it be like now? This boy's he, he's six. 
and he's going through this, right? Mm-hmm. So we, tr- because in order to heal a pain, it needs to be validated, right? If if I sit, if I just hurt my arm and I just kind of keep going, you know, it's kind of like we need to say like, "ow," you know, we need to validate our pain. <laughs> so we need to have the ouch. We need to have the ouch. And so when someone's kind of like, oh, well, mine wasn't that bad, we try to bring them back saying, oh, well, you know, that didn't happen to me. So so my father just yelled at me saying, yeah, but you're four, right? It's not the same as I can look back and say, oh, yeah, so dad called me a name, whatever, big deal. But I'm four years old. I can't process it. I just think there's something wrong with me. You you know, so whatever it is for the child, um, if we can get them seeing it from a child's perspective, that's where they're usually able to connect and say like, okay, I get it. I really appreciate this conversation. The, the, mm-hmm. This, uh, the work that we do, mm-hmm. it, there's just feels like so much of that hat on the Lego that just feels like life is so much of us just trying to, uh, you know, white knuckle it and get through it and, and, and not make waves for anybody, you know, I'm, I can handle it too. Um, so it's, I, it's, I really appreciate the conversation. Um, can you talk a little bit about, I guess these would be parting words of like, so if somebody is going through something or dealing with something, what would you, uh, what would you want them to know? First, that there's nothing wrong with them. Basically, someone going through complex trauma, they think that they did something wrong. And then now, look, I had all these addictions. I had all these things happening in my life. Um, There was never anything wrong with them. It was because of their pain. They were just trying to cope and meet their needs in any way that they, they knew how. And a lot of our work, it's almost like we, we, we come into these rooms, we're in a group, and we all feel like um, I'm a piece of shit. And then what happens is we realize through the recovery, no, I'm just wiping off <laughs> everything that, the, you know, the I'm world. wiping the shit off. It just happens to be there's shit on me. <laughs> exactly. Because really, right. We didn't come here with trauma. Right. I'm here with this identity that I'm too loud. I'm too this. My, 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 my brain doesn't work properly. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, it's fine. Um, and so it's kind of re so if anything, I'd want people to understand is there's nothing wrong with you. And if they have these symptoms and they do still feel that something's wrong with them, get in a group, <laughs> start looking at it, you know, start recognizing, no, hold on a second. This is not true. I'm carrying this on. And not to say the work is easy. It's not even short. We have, you know, our phase one that I told you about. We have our phase two where we start digging a little bit, you know, to get them to go deeper. And then we have phase three, which is basically you can stick around for the rest of your life for free, attend our groups, come for support, and just keep keep going with us. So it's, it's, yeah. So if you're in a place where you don't see yourself for who you are because someone hurt you or someone scared you in the past... Find find a group to find out the truth so you can just be who you are. I love that. Can you talk a little bit about the the you work uh through Tim Fletcher, right? Yes. Can you just talk a little bit about that? And I'm you don't have to talk about like the the links are all gonna be in the show notes and <laughs> yeah. how people can contact you and get in touch with working with you or through Tim Fletcher, or whatever. But can you talk about th- that um 
that company in particular? And then also, can you mention your book? Because there's yes. an inner child book that you there's wrote that I own. <laughs> yes. All right. So Tim Tim Fletcher, he started an organization. I, well, when they go to the site, they can see how many years ago. And it was mm-hmm. he had an idea. He was kind of helping out people with addictions. And he was kind of seeing that um, they need more than just a once a week thing. Right. They need a community. And then he started seeing everything that all of these people needed, looking at all these characteristics. Oh, my goodness. Their relationships are a mess. Their self-identity is a mess. And so he's developed a program and then he developed another one, you know, and 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 just in the past, I think, like four years, it's online. So what we're providing is you're going to come in, you're with a group and you're going to travel for the 15 weeks with this group. Maybe um, half of it, you might change some people, but you're going to travel with other people. You have the opportunity to work one-on-one with a coach. So you're doing the one-on-one. You're also doing either three days a week or five days a week. So you're really getting that community. You're going to also have um, uh, a chat group that you can video call or chat. Also throughout the month, we're going to give you um, uh, workshops, narcissism, shame, inner child, you know, so that you everything that you're learning, well, how the heck do I practice this? And there's practice like that. So the practice, the 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 learning, the community, um, and and yeah, so it's kind of like a kind of all those pieces of recovery. We try to really address all those different needs. That's amazing. And then you know, so all the links will be in the show notes. And then you shared a couple of PDFs, so yes. we'll put links to that in there as well. And then for the forum folks, let's put that in the the PDFs in the forum as well. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be rad. That'd be rad. And then can you talk about your book? Come on. Yeah. Self-promo time. Yeah, I, I love the inner child um, because I could have gone and taken a course on self-compassion or I could just turn around and see a little five-year-old Debbie. And so I realized that if I turn around, and, you know, let's say Debbie says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so fat. And little Debbie comes, pulls on my shirt. Debbie, is it true? Am I fat? Hmm. My heart melts. Yeah. Right? I looked at her and said, there's nothing wrong with you, sweetheart. So it helped me get to that self-compassion, helped me get to the feelings. So what I wanted to do with this book, it is a work. It, there's work. I tried to keep it simple. And it's basically at first taking you, trying to get in touch with who this inner child is and what do we feel? Because sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling, right? So we want to get in touch with that. Um, the next 30 days, I go a little bit into um, uh, meeting uh, m- meeting needs. So we start talking about, <laughs> you know, some unmet needs in there. And of course, as I'm talking about it, I'm not remembering the last 30 days. But there's- <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I, wait, let's say this too. I think the cool thing about it is that it, you write in it. It's a, it's a workbook. Yes. It is. Uh, the prompts are super cool. And uh, me and my inner child are going to, we're going to commit. Maybe I'll do that in like one of the the monthly goals in the forum is like, you know, the 30 day challenge, right? Uh, I'll do that. That yeah, inner I, put child my, work. I put my inner child in there today, actually. I said, oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. With that book was really like, because a lot of people say, okay, I found this child. What the heck do I say to her? Yeah, you, you, you know, yeah. so give some language to that. So, you know, once you get through 90 days, then some blank pages, hopefully by then you kind of developed this. So I get triggered. I recognize it's a little one. Let's say, for example, you and I were talking 
and I'm starting to get nervous. My little girl is getting nervous. It's all right, Debbie. You know, you can sit there, you can play. You know, I'm going to take this. And even, you know what, no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. And I love you no matter what. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. I keep going. I I love that because there's a lot of us that are, you know, we're not coaches in terms of complex trauma. And so I could, I could be self-aware in a moment where I'm triggered or I'm poked and be like, okay, that's my inner child. Okay. Now what? Suck it up, get rub dirt on it. What do you, what do you, what am I telling the kid? I don't know. And so having prompts and having um, guidelines on that conversation is super helpful. So thank you for putting that together. And everyone should go get it um, and Yay. get to know your inner child. Get to know your little Lego creature inside yeah. of you. Yes. And even get to know those gorillas and, you know, because the louder they are, the more love they need. I have a couple of gorillas left. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we'll get to them. We'll get to my great, my great apes. <laughs> well, Debbie, thank you so much uh, for coming on to the podcast to talk to us. Um, please, everybody go get the links. Uh, check out her stuff and uh, I, I'll, I'll see you in the forum, basically. Absolutely. We'll see you in there. All right. Take it easy, Debbie. Thanks. I love this podcast because I get to meet people. I get to learn from people. It's I have so much gratitude for this uh, experience. And I will tell you, we ADHD folks, we are some of the best of the best. Maybe not at doing the laundry, uh, or being on time for things, or uh, remembering things, but God damn it, we are pretty freaking cool. And I would say the lion's share of us have huge hearts, similar to Debbie, and that to me is beautiful. We need to kindle that in mind. So my challenge for you guys this week is to get Debbie's book, get it as a PDF through the link in the show notes. There's also an Amazon link if you want the physical book like I've got. Let's do some inner child work. Also, there, there's going to be a link to the free section of the forum where Debbie is sharing her mini internal family systems worksheet. If you want to try the work, uh, if you want to get in touch with Debbie, her contact info will be uh, on that forum post as well. And then also what I'll do is I'll embed the uh, the YouTube short, you know, where Debbie was talking about the complex trauma using the Lego, the wolf, and the gorilla. That I'll put that in there as well. All righty, guys. That'll do it for this week. Hope this has helped you guys out. If it has, please uh, consider leaving a review on iTunes. Tell the world about it. Share it. Uh, And with that, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And I'll talk to you later. Later.